Hi folks, a very quick announcement before we get started on the episode this week. And that is a huge thank you to Katie Unicorn Stewart. I don't know if your middle name really is Unicorn. If it is, that is an awesome name. So the fabulous Katie Unicorn Stewart gave us a recent review on Apple Podcasts about the recent Governance Summit summary. So five stars for Take On Board, she says. Loved the recent Governance Summit summary podcasts. Super useful. Katie, happy to help. Thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to do a review. So a little prompt for others that might be listening. I love it when I get reviews and you might get read out on the pod as well. So get in there and work out how to do ratings and reviews and let me know what you think of the pod. All right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Take On Board podcast, where we talk all things boards and governance. I'm your host, Halia Svensson. Being on a board can be interesting, valuable and exciting, yet it can also be really lonely, challenging and hard. So here at Take On Board, we'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you build your governance wisdom. We'll shine a light on how to navigate your way onto your first board or to build your board portfolio. We'll also help you to work through those challenges that keep you awake at night. Each week, I'll talk to women who have been there, done that, and together we'll discover what we need to take on board to be your best in the boardroom. I'm back with Dominique Hess, who you might remember from episode six, when I worked with her about her application, and episode, I think, 16, where we did some preparation on her interview. We've got a bit of an update for you, two updates. Welcome back again to the Take On Board podcast, Dominique. Thanks for having me again. So, Dominique, give us your update. Why why have we got you back here? I got the role. I can't believe it. (laughs) 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 Woohoo! Refresh our collective memory. You've been appointed to... Trust for Nature as a trustee. And so that is very similar to a normal board position. It's just called a trustee because we're managing the trust that's been set up back in 1972 to conserve Victorian land, revegetate it into perpetuity and look after it. Oh, my God. That is fantastic news, Dominique. We couldn't have planned this better, really, for doing your application and then the interview and then, hooray, you're appointed. So when were you appointed? Officially, my start date is on Monday, the 9th, and then my first board meeting's the 10th. So we're recording this on Sunday the, what date is it? Sunday the 8th of December. So your official appointment starts tomorrow for your first board meeting on Tuesday. That's correct. That's correct. And and they said, look, we're not expecting you to actually drop everything and attend. It's only if you're able to, it will be a good end of year procedural revisit so that you're fresh for next year and they have induction processes, which obviously I haven't had a chance to do, but it just happened that I could attend. So I will. That is fabulous. So you'll be going to your first board meeting. Do you know if there was any other new directors appointed or is it just you? My understanding is that they were, everyone was being re-interviewed and um, I've received the board papers, but the board papers don't have a covering agenda that I've seen. I've only read the first 20 or so pages, so the agenda might be further down because I did have a quick look to see 
I guess they wouldn't have had my name on there, so would they? So I know the CEO, of course, is the same, and the chair I spoke to, although they are planning to select a new chair. But yes, no, I don't know who else. All to be discovered, and indeed, it sounds like a an induction period coming up too, which is great to hear. Surprisingly, perhaps not all boards have an induction process, so it's great to hear that your one does have an induction process and they'll put you through it. That is fabulous. So let's just circle back a bit because last time I spoke to you, we were preparing for your interview. Obviously, since then, you've had the interview and obviously that interview went quite well. But if we could just circle back on the interview itself, refresh our memories on what you prepared for and then what actually happened. So I am very nervous about interviews. So it was such a great thing to sit with you and just talk through the interview process and to be very well prepared for that. I created the matrix you suggested, which was, you know, what are the main challenges for uh, the organisation and what skills can I bring to it and what's an example of me applying those skills. So that was very useful to have. In retrospect, I had two pages of notes and that was too many. I should have had just one page and I should have just had three things that I really wanted to leave with, which I came into the meeting with three things I wanted to leave with. And then I got nervous (laughs) and uh, it all kind of left my head, even though I had notes. So that was the first thing. Dominique, you won't be the first person to have been nervous in an interview and to things have gone slightly differently. But my punt is that you having those things, having identified your three things, they still would have been there in your subconscious. So my punt is they would have come through anyway. I have no idea what I said. I I wish there was a recording so that I could actually revisit it because it just went, yeah, I went into a slight panic. But uh, (laughs) yes, I think being prepared enough meant that I sounded like... I knew why I was there. And I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think that must have come through. But interestingly enough, if you remember, I had two pages of notes and I had two pages of notes because we weren't sure whether the interview would be with the board or some people from the board or whether it would be more of the government and a bureaucratic interview. And so I kind of prepared a little bit with both camps in mind, but probably more if I was looking at the organisation and and its future strategy and so forth, so I was probably expecting more to speak to the board than I was expecting to speak to someone from government. So the first question was, you could become a trustee for an organisation that has responsibilities under an act. And therefore, what would your expectations be to be part of that? And I should have said, you know, it's taxpayers' money and I should be respectful and watch what I say and those sorts of things. But it threw me a little bit. I was expecting that what can you bring to this board or what are the challenges? Not a very bureaucratic question around how do you behave, which I should have expected, but I didn't. I guess for anyone listening who's going for a board position, potentially have that as one of the expectations. You know, you are the voice for government. Therefore, what are the key things to think about? Great tip for anybody on any government board, no matter what level it is. That's right. And I should have thought of it, but I, I hadn't. And so from that moment on, I was slightly thrown off and it was all fine and I could answer questions and I particularly because I'm on the board of Greenfleet and um, I'm really interested in how do we bring more research and rigor and science into it and how do we collaborate more I could talk through all of those things which I'm interested in irrespective I said irrespective of whether I get the board position or not or the trustee position or not I'm still very interested in ongoing connections I think I spoke 
out of interest and from the heart and from excitement around that. So I think that helped as much as afterwards I was like, oh, I don't think I did very well. Well, clearly you did because as we now know, the joy of doing this debrief of the interview afterwards is there's no, oh, fingers crossed, it sounds like you did okay or I'm sure you did okay. The joy now is we know you did okay because you got the role, which is fabulous. So even though, which again is great for people to hear, I think, even if, and it's so hard when it's the first question in an interview that kind of puts you off your stride because it often puts you off your stride for the whole thing. But it's such a great thing for people to know that even if that first question puts you off your stride, keep going because it doesn't mean that the whole thing is sunk clearly because you've got through it. Yeah, and then, and then sort of the last thing I wanted to share with people, which is, was a lesson for myself, was at the end when they said, do you have any questions for us, I had prepared questions but those questions were around the strategy Mm. which obviously this audience was government not strategy and they couldn't help me with that and so again I prepared that I launched into it and then I was like oh actually this is not the right question for you guys and I hadn't prepared a audience relevant question because I hadn't thought it through had responded to the strategy I'd read the annual reports and so forth but that wasn't really the type of questions they could answer. It's interesting with that because my hunt is that even though they weren't questions they could answer, they may well have still seen them as questions of value. It gave an indication of where your thinking was at and how you would present to the board. My advice would be to still ask those questions even though they couldn't answer them. Perhaps with a precursor of, look, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer these questions, but here's some of the questions I have about the organisation. Yeah, so they're the main things. Um, We weren't sure whether it was going to be a government or a board type of people and it ended up being more the government side, which in retrospect kind of makes sense. Apart from that, it was a wonderful experience to follow your recommendations and prepare the way that I had prepared. My main lessons for myself are to trust myself a little more, Mm. to have less. I had too much material, to have less material. The things I did well was to, to bring that passion and interest fabulous advice. I was going to ask you about your advice for others and there it is in a nutshell. Trust yourself, less is more, that's my words not yours, and really let that passion and interest in the organisation shine through. That is all just great insights for people, Dominique. Having done all of that research now around the organisation, even if it wasn't, even if you weren't able to showcase that in the interview, now that you're on the board, my guess is some of that reading and reflection and thinking about the organisation and thinking about the strategy is going to help you enormously as you now take your seat at the board table. Yes, I'm I'm very interested, having not been on a government board before, to really experience what that's like and and what the opportunities are and what the constraints are. Um, Often there's innovation in constraints, so I'm really interested in seeing how that works and looking forward to Tuesday and, and meeting who else is on the team and seeing if there is a difference between being a trustee and being a board member. Mm. They're different words, but whether they're different words for the same expectations. <laughs> and I'm also looking forward to being onboarded. Yes, I'll be interested to hear about their induction process. If it's useful, I think one of the most valuable things that I've experienced as a new board member both when I joined the Royal Women's a few years ago and having just recently joined a new board, is getting that deep dive both into the board but also into the business 
and the sector and knowing what's going on. And one of the things that we do at the Royal Women's Hospital is we have a board mentor. So there is somebody who's currently on the board who mentors the new people coming on for the first six months, 12 months, whatever, who's your, here's my stupid question, here's who I can bounce things off, those sorts of things. And I've, I have found that very valuable both as a mentee, as a new board member, and indeed now as a mentor to the new board members, I've found it incredibly valuable as well. So... I'll be interested to hear what the induction process is and what that involves and you might even have some suggestions for them around what might be valuable as well. Great. One final thing, if I can just, and I know we spoke very briefly about this before we hit record, uh, but for you and for other new board members, can I just remind you that as fresh eyes, what you see early on is incredibly valuable in a board. Often people really want to take the time to listen and learn before they participate at a new board. Can I encourage you that if you see things to say it because you only get, I don't know, maybe three to six months of being inverted commas new and in that time you will see things and before you know it you won't be seeing them anymore. So really use that as something of value to the board and being able to speak up of, of those new things that you're seeing. Yes, and I'm actually really interested to see what happens because they, even the people on the board had to reapply. So how much of a turnover and how many of us are there for the first time? Because that was one of the things that I did mention in the interview, that having some corporate memory is really important, the mentoring and so forth, as you were saying. So I'm, I'm expecting that they've reappointed some people yes. uh, and they've appointed some new people. That's also a stressful thing for people to have to reapply. My term's two years, so they had four-year terms and two-year terms. I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out. Which in some ways makes sense if they were reappointing everybody because otherwise they have everybody on for four years and then in four years' time there's this it cycles on again. So uh, was there others that were appointed for two years or just you? Don't know. Okay, we will find out. It certainly happened on one of my boards last year when there was a large number of people coming up for reappointment. Some of the people who were reappointed were given shorter terms just so we could avoid that in the future. So it's no fun because then they have to reapply again quite soon after, but it makes sense in terms of that long-term succession planning and making sure there's not a big outflow all at the same time. Oh, Dominique, that is fantastic news. I am so excited for you. I have no doubt that listeners are excited for you as well as we've all watched your journey along the way from application through to interview and now through to appointment. So that is awesome news. I am so pleased for you. It's made my day, made my year. What a great thing to happen at the end of the year and you can just set yourself up for 2020 settling into that role. And of course, I can't wait to welcome you. I know you're joining the Board Accelerator program this year as well. So there'll be some fantastic insights that you will provide to that group and I'm sure we'll get from that group as well. I'm very much looking forward to building that community of practice with you, Helia. All right. Anything else you'd like to share before we close it out? Just how valuable it is to have someone like yourself to speak to around the CV application process and then interview process just to have someone to say yep that makes sense no what about this here's my tips from my experience it's just amazing so thank you so much oh could not be more pleased to be part of your cheer squad (laughs) well here's to 2020 huh and um taking on this fabulous new role and um i look forward to hearing more at maybe at episode 36 whenever that might be we might get a check-in with you then Maybe let's make it 46, eh? 
<laughs> we could do that too. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming back and sharing your insights about the interview. And again, just huge congratulations on the new role. Thank you so much, Alia. That's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together. So it's great to be able to share these conversations that I'm having with these amazing group of women with you. Now, can I ask a favour? Could you share this podcast with someone you know? Perhaps you can share it with some of your board colleagues or someone else that you know that's interested in exploring all things boards and governance. With your help, we can grow the Take On Board community. Last but not least, if you want to continue the conversation, you can also join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group where there's lots of great discussions, tips, tricks and resources being shared. I would love it if you can join in the conversation there. You can find it by searching Take On Board in Facebook. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another fabulous conversation.